0: Good morning, guys. Welcome to Men's Roundtable. Glad you're here. This is our last presentation of 2020. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen from the house? Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Phil. Thank you, Brother Phil. Guys, uh, 2020 uh, is everything that we never dreamed of. Uh, It is consistently different each week uh we're coming to you live this morning from c spires headquarters uh usually jeff cook is uh producing this and uh taking care of us here in the room with us but this week uh he is quarantined yes he has also contracted COVID. prayers are with you jeff thank you so much for working to get us uh back up this morning guys it would uh, it would just be Uh, an understatement for me to even begin to acknowledge the appreciation that we have for Phil and uh, for Jeff Cook, Jeff Stout, and for Chris each week putting the handout together. Even though we're not printing the handout, Chris diligently puts it together each week and provides it to us. uh, If you didn't see it, just above the link here on the webpage, it's there. Click the link, uh, print it out, and follow along uh, as we do each week. But guys, we could not do what we do uh, without Jeff Cook and Phil Harden, And the leadership team knows that. And uh, just as a token of our appreciation, Phil, if you'll come forward, uh, the leadership team would like to offer you this card and just a small gift uh, for what you do each year. And Jeff, we have one for you as well, brother. Thank you for what you do uh, in producing this each week and making it possible for us to participate, even through live stream or through a recorded message. Thank, thank you, you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you, Jeff. Everybody. Thank you, Jeff. Guys, as uh, we wrap up the year, uh, it's Christmas time in the wilderness. In the wilderness, Christmas, Christmas in the wilderness. I'm reminded, you know, of, of, of approaching Christmas time of. Uh, of some of the the classics and why are they classics you know those little cartoon christmas shows that come around this time of year snoopy and charlie brown and his effort to find the perfect christmas tree and being ostracized by his friends for picking out such a ridiculous looking little christmas tree and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer being sent out to the island of misfit toys with Hermie, the little elf that wants to be a dentist instead of somebody building toys frosty the snowman my goodness born somewhere in a a little field of with children that, that rolled some snowballs together and made frosty the snowman but yet he longs to be somewhere else and dr seuss with uh the grinch who lives on a mountain away from everybody whose heart is three times smaller than anybody else's why are those classics classics why are they phil You've taught us this before, because
1: somehow they tie us into the redemptive story.
0: Because they tie us to the redemptive story. Because where they are is not where they belong. Because their heart should be three times larger than it is. Because their heart is cold. It's hardened. It's not what it should be. It's not what we were meant to be. God created this earth, and He created us. But we're in a world of sin. We're in a world of conflict. We see it again today. Jeff Cook, our brother who's been here with us every week this year, producing this, is quarantined at his house. I had friends that I knew just this past week and just as recently as last night that have now succumbed to the COVID virus. Brother, our prayers are with you. And you got a phone call this morning from Walter Wofford from the hospital, he is doing better. Phil will give us an update. He is doing better. Guys, this is not where we were intended to be. Home for the third week. Where's home for you? It's where we wanna be during this season. We wanna be home. We long for something different than maybe where we are right now. Home. I was reminded this morning of the excitement that i could remember my mom sharing with me my late mom of her brothers during world war ii hoping they would be home for christmas don't let those desires become ill desires our heart was made for something bigger than where we are right now follow your heart men's round table it's a mission it's a ministry it's a ministry to open men's hearts to heal past wounds and to lead you to our savior Jesus Christ his birth is what we celebrate in a few days don't lose sight of that don't lose sight of that we'll be uh absent for 2 weeks christmas eve next week new year's the following week Uh, But in January, we will return. And I have been told we will not be in the wilderness series. We will start a new series, maybe emerging from the wilderness. I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are too. Let me open this with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you for your birth. We thank you that you walk this earth. Lord, we thank you. That you experienced all that we experience. You know our hurts. You know our pains. You know our joys. Fill us with your grace, Lord. Open our hearts to receive the message. In your name we
1: pray. Amen. My headset on. Jeff, you can hear me okay yep, all right good. you're good you're good good dude, morning you, uh you look, to everybody. You look, you look ugly but but you sound good oh good uh, don't don't say uh, uh nasty things in my ear dude. it messes up my feng shui jeff is uh-huh. jeff is talking to me here uh-huh. uh so guys, uh glad you're here this morning appreciate uh introduction and and again, thank you for the gift and um the acknowledgement Um uh, man I, I i love uh our times on thursday morning uh, and in this uh season of wilderness it grieves me uh to be here at Sea spire and uh only see joe and chuck and jeff here I, I wish this room were full and i'm sure you do as well and we were uh, back to normal but we will soon be there um I wanted to mention before uh, I offer the song to you um, that uh, is uh, is Walter tuned in, Jeff? I I can't see everybody on the Zoom. Can you see if Walter is uh, Walford is tuned in? Uh, I don't Uh, see his name. Uh, I don't see him. Okay, all right. Okay, he he was going to try to tune in, but uh, Walter called me this morning at 5:30 a.m uh what a delight uh and uh, he's still in the hospital we mentioned walter last week he's been in the hospital 15 days uh most of which he was knocked out and uh was not aware of who he was or where he was uh, but we are delighted that he is doing much better and uh he is not dancing with jesus uh face to face, but he is dancing with Jesus nonetheless. And we are glad of that. And um, I had a great conversation with Walter. He's feeling much, much better. He's just got some rehab uh, that he's got to do. Uh, and it's gonna be a pretty long process uh, to kind of get back to normal. But uh, Walter shared a quote with me. This morning. one I wanted to share with you. And, and, I, and uh, I wanted Walter to know that I did not forget. I wrote it down. And Walter said this, quote, if things don't work out in the end, then it's not the end, unquote. (laughs) So, Walter, we're glad that it's not the end um, for you, and um, glad that you have fought your way back um, from the serious, serious um, uh, effects of. COVID-19. So guys, um, uh, Jesus in the garden is the um, context for our wilderness um, 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 journey this morning. Um, This is an unusual Christmas message. You know, I got my red sweater on. I'm all about Christmas uh, today. This is our last uh uh, men's round table of the year and uh before we uh enjoy uh christmas eve uh next thursday and then christmas day on uh friday um but you know we've been looking uh, the last couple weeks at um uh, aspects of jesus in the wilderness and obviously two weeks ago we uh, did the incarnation uh, advent jesus comes and leaves heaven In order to really enter the wilderness of earth, and he comes and he tabernacles, uh, uh, is is the way the passage reads in John chapter 1. He came and dwelt among us. And then last week, we looked at Jesus in the wilderness with the uh, temptation. Um, And um, Jesus journeyed literally through the wilderness uh, after 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. So we, it would be, um, in keeping with the life of Jesus, it would be expected then that we would look at the, um, um, crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. That's obviously after his, uh, journey of, uh, three, uh, three years of ministry, uh, the culmination of his life. But there's an episode that is more wilderness-like, um, that you and I go through every day, um, rather than just crucifixion or resurrection of Jesus, it's really uh, the Garden of Gethsemane scene, the agony of Jesus in the Garden. So that's what we're going to look at this morning. And um, the Gettys uh, um, have a song called Gethsemane Hymn. Powerful song. I hope you can see the words to it. Um, Just to read the first verse, Gethsemane Hymn, to see the king of heaven fall in anguish to his knees the light and hope of all the world now overwhelmed with grief what nameless horrors must he see to cry out in the garden "O oh, take this cup away from me yet not my will but yours yet not my will but yours may you hear the voice of god And may he prepare our hearts for what he has this morning. Gethsemane hymn.
2: Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. To see the king of heaven fall in anguish to his knees. The light and hope of all the world now overwhelmed with grief. What nameless horrors must he see to cry out? in the garden. Oh, take this cup away from me. Yet not my will, but yours. Yet not my Our satisfied, is fight and every sin is paid. And every sin is paid.
1: Phil, you need to unmute. How about that? Yep, perfect. Very good? Yep. Okay, very good. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men. Be strong. Words from 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen. Christmas in the wilderness, seeing Jesus in the season. So follow with me. As I read our introductory paragraph, and I hope you have your notes in front of you, Jesus was in agony in the garden. What was it that caused such agony? What did he pray that, if possible, he might not drink of the cup that's mentioned in John 18:11? What was in the cup that was so utterly distressing to Jesus? as he contemplated drinking of it. Now, again, it it would be easy uh, naturally to associate Jesus cup with the crucifixion and assume that he was praying that he might be spared the wretched and degrading death on the cross, the suffering on the cross. That's what he was praying about. No, the cup was indeed connected with the crucifixion, but we still have not answered the question what? was in the cup. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. It it is a unique part of Jesus' life. Uh, I think it's important that if we're going to look at Jesus in the wilderness um, in our continued series, that we spend some time with Jesus um, in the garden. So pick up your pen. Uh, Let's go to work. And I have some questions for you. Now, if you have your notes, uh, there's three questions there that um, I want you to consider. But I have two additional questions that I'm going to just tap into uh, after we cover these uh, quickly. First question, many of you are familiar uh, with these first two. If you died tonight and stood before God, would you be confident you would spend eternity in heaven? I want you to answer that. Um, Yes, no, maybe, I hope so. Um, It grieves me if you can't answer that question with certainty. But even if you answer it with certainty, question number two helps you tease out uh, why you answered with certainty in question number one. So question number two is this. If you died tonight and stood before God and he asked, why should I allow you to enter my heaven, what would you say? Because I've been a good person? Because my family's been a um, member of First Church on the Corner all of my life. I'm a third, fourth, fifth generation member of this church. Um, there's only one One answer. Uh, To question number two, that brings um, confidence that we would be able to enter heaven, and uh, that is Jesus. I have put my faith in the work of Jesus, not my own work um, that allows me to enter heaven. Jesus is the reason for the season, and he's the answer to the question. And third question who do you know that's in the wilderness? And we all are, certainly, um, at this time. Now, I've got two additional questions that tie in to uh, what we're talking about this morning. Just two, two quick questions. Um, if sin were a color, if sin were, th- this is kind of a cycle babble question. I, I oftentimes ask somebody if they're feeling something deeply, if it has shape and color, and it's amazing, uh, as uh, abstract a question as that is, how it can be very um, telling. So I'm asking you, if sin were a color, what color is your sin? Write it down. If, if, if your sin were a color, what color is your sin? Second question If wrath were a taste, if wrath, God's anger and judgment, if wrath were a taste, what would it taste like? Write that down. If wrath were a taste, what would wrath taste like? So with those questions in mind, Let's dig in. Jesus in the garden, the agony of Jesus. So um, Christmas passage, uh, unusual passage. This this fits more into Easter, of course, but turn over to Matthew chapter 26, and we're going to read this passage. Jesus in the wilderness. Matthew 26, Jesus is preparing, uh, preparing um, to... Um, be crucified. And so he's with his disciples, and this is what happens, verse 36 of chapter 26 of Matthew. Then Jesus went with them to a garden called Gethsemane, and told his disciples, stay here while I go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he plunged into an agonizing sorrow. Wow, must have been quite a sight, you know? You know, Mr. Uh, I-can-do-anything, Peter. Um, If you can do it, I can do it better, Peter. Um, And the two sons of Zebedee, um, Jesus with his three, and that's why we often talk about you've got to have four Uh, in your inner circle, you and three others. That's what What Jesus had. what's what Jesus modeled. And so um, he plunged into an agonizing sorrow. And then he said, this sorrow is crushing my life out. Stay here and keep vigil with me. So he goes off a little further to continue to pray but he's in deep, deep agony. And going a little ahead, he fell on his face, praying, my father, if there's any way, get me out of this. But please, not what I want. You, what do you want? Now, this is where Eugene Peterson, I think, uh, misses it a little bit. Again, he's he's trying to make the scriptures clear and plain for all of us who are non uh theologically grounded and seminary trained and he just wants us to understand the scripture from a newspaper English standpoint but when he translates get me out of this what he is doing is taking that phrase let this cup pass from me and just translating it get me out of this but but it's very critical I think to mention the cup because it's very symbolic what does the cup mean? Let this cup pass from me. And again, the easy deduction would be, man, I don't want to suffer. I don't want to go this, through this hard time. It would be like any of us. I don't want to go in the wilderness. If, if any of us, uh, you know, March the 9th, March the 10th, March the 11th, March the 12th, had had a choice to go through the next nine months, um, we would have all said, get me out of this you know i heard heard a couple of guys on the radio talking this week you know uh, initially uh, we were kind of given a 15 day quarantine 15 days this thing will be over so much for 15 days you know uh, 9 months later so it's it's more than just get me out of this or i don't want to go through this he's talking about something very concrete and very specific let this cup pass from me what is this cup we continue and then we'll come back to the cup when he came back to his disciples and 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 this i find hilariously sad because i see myself so much right here when he came back to his disciples he found them sound asleep i mean really i mean this is jesus i've asked you to pray and you guys fall asleep he said to peter can't you stick it out with me a single hour stay alert Be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. There is a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. But there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. Now, this is where Eugene Peterson's imaginative mind that is uh, even more uh, imaginative than mine comes up with some pretty... Uh, cool imagery, an old dog sleeping by the fire, lazy. The actual uh, passage reads in your study Bible, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Um, it, is, it is the result of sin. We're split. Um, we're divided. There's a part of me that wants to do good and do right and follow Jesus and stay up all night and pray. And there's another part of me that just falls asleep. I, I I can't do it. You know, and it and, and, and again it's it this is like the old illustration and I, I think Eugene Peterson must have been drawing from this in reference to the old dog, but there's you, you've heard me tell this story many times before, you know, the old farmer has two dogs and they used to fight all the time and, and, and they asked the old farmer, so when your two dogs fight, which one wins? And the old farmer said, Whichever one I feed.
2: <laughs>
1: Whichever one I feed. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, It's hard not to feed the flesh. It somehow grabs me and I do the very thing that I don't want to do. Romans chapter seven that Paul talked about. So we continue. He then left them a second time. and, And again, he prayed, my father, if there is no other way than this, drinking this cup to the dregs, I'm ready. Do it your way. So once again, he references the cup. And it's this cup. It's this cup. Man, I don't, I don't want to drink this. It's, it's, it's the cup. It, it's not just about the suffering on the cross. There was something about this cup. There's something in the cup. I don't want to drink what's in the cup. And when he came back, he again found them asleep. Again, oh my goodness, can't you guys stay awake? They simply couldn't keep their eyes open. This time he let them sleep on and went back a third time to pray, going over the same ground one last time. And after praying three times, when he came back the next time, he said, are you going to sleep on and make a night of it? My time is up. The Son of Man is about to be handed over to the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's get going, my betrayer is here. After praying all night, leaving them three different times, Jesus embraces reality. Now let's dig into this idea of the agony of Jesus and the reality that he was really dealing with in this moment of his life in the garden. So much as we've done through this whole series this idea of our character that we're looking at and the lesson to be learned. So Jesus, what we have, first of all, in this passage that I want to highlight is not so much the disciples' inability to stay awake or even the agony per se of Jesus, but it's really about the cup and what Jesus was saying that he was going to drink. Now the cup is a, a metaphor for the wrath of God, not just the suffering of Jesus, but the wrath of God. The, the, uh, Jesus found so abhorrent, uh, was the, was the drink that was in the cup. Um, that it was extremely disturbing to him. It it was like there was something I don't want to taste, and it and it was. What was in that cup was the wrath of God. Now, guys, I don't I don't know exactly how to. Um, embrace this myself and and, and really understand this. But the best reference that I can come up with is um, um, some of the greatest pain in my life has has come from anger, disappointment that I have experienced coming toward me from those that I love the most my dad is 93 in a couple of weeks, but at the end of this month, he'll be 93. And growing up, uh, there was nothing more unsettling to me than my dad being angry with me. (laughs) And there's a lot of stories I could tell you because you know, I was an idiot. Many, many times, I disappointed my dad and none was more severe than when I Uh, wrecked his 1967 brand new Chevrolet Impala. And I'll never forget when he discovered that I had wrecked his car, the very first words out of his mouth is, I can't have anything. I can't have anything. I mean, it was like my dad kind of went childish on me in a sense, and I understand. It's like he had wanted that new car, never had a new car in his whole life. And I wreck it with another long story. I've shared it here before, but, and it's just like, oh, the wrath, the hurt, the disappointment, the anger of my dad felt bitter in my soul. Carla and I have been married 38 years. Uh, There's been times when I have deeply, deeply hurt her. And she has been mad at me. And I mean, she has chewed me up one side. You know, Carla's not one to go suck her thumb when she gets mad. She's she's a little Texan. You know, those of you that know her, she's high spirited. She's the perfect woman for me. She didn't let me get away with stuff. Thank you, Jesus, for her. But dude, to experience the wrath of my wife because I have failed her and betrayed her is bitter. It is a cup that I don't want to drink. It's a cup that if that if that if I were told right now, later on today, later on this weekend, you're going to have to drink the cup of disappointing Carla and your girls, because of your failure, your waywardness, that would be something that I would agonize over right now, all day, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I would not want anything in this cup. This cup is clear. I want it to stay that way because I don't want, as Jesus did, He absorbed all that was in that cup. All that was in that cup. Now, let me go back to the question that I asked you earlier. The wrath of God was what Jesus was agonizing agonizing over. What color is wrath? Well, I would suggest to you, at least in my head, It is that color. It is that color. Black. Like tar. Like nasty. Bitter. Black. Nasty. And what does it taste like? What does the wrath of God taste like? Again. Like really, really bad medicine. The worst thing that you could imagine. And it was something that Jesus was agonizing over. And again, it wasn't just that he was going to the cross for sin. It was like he was experiencing his father that he had intimately known through all of eternity, being mad at him, to put it in just newspaper english god my father i love you dearly you're mad at me because god's wrath toward our sin that jesus took on was what was so agonizingly apparent to jesus and so what he did ew. I hate black, that's black coffee, by the way. I have to have half and half in mind. But this is like, not even close. You know, it's an illustration. But Jesus drank the wrath of God and he experienced complete and bitter alienation from his father. That's what Jesus was agonizing over. It's like, He took on that which you and I were going to have to face. We would stand before God, and God's wrath, as if it were the fire of a dragon, would completely consume us, and Jesus took it on. I don't know of a better way to illustrate this pictorially, then um, my favorite scene out of the Green Mile. Um, the Green Mile, um, uh, you know, the uh, book based on Stephen King's, um, uh, the, the movie based on K- Stephen King's book um, by the same title, The Green Mile. And John Coffey is the redemptive character in the, in the book. John Coffey, J.C., J.C., John Coffey, Jesus Christ, He's the redemptive character in the movie. He suffers that others may live. He actually dies that others may live. And Tom Hanks, um, I think his character's name is Paul, I think that's right, has this ailment. He's consumed uh, with a kidney infection. And John Coffey somehow drinks the pain, so to speak of Paul, and he is healed, though John Coffey is sickened by it. Watch this, and see the wrath of Jesus. Do you guys know this scene? is not a good time, John Coffey, not a good time at all, but I need to see you boss, I need to talk
0: to you.
2: you know you ain't supposed to, then.
1: Mind your business, Dale.
0: new to me i helped it didn't i help it i just took it back so Off
2: I do
1: How about that? Is that good? Yep. yep, Got you. Wow. Wow. Guess what a beautiful picture of sin, of death, of poison in my soul. And it's taken out of me by somebody else. And I experienced relief and peace. See, just as we see in that clip, metaphorically symbolically john coffee taking the poison out of paul the prison guard in this whole idea of jesus in the garden this cup is a drink and it's it's actually god's wrath god's mad and jesus who has experienced intimacy with god all of his life drinks that down The wrath of God is God's response to your sin and my sin. It brings judgment. And Jesus absorbed that. He he took on all the poison, all of the death. He was agonizing in the garden over it. It's an incredible picture. Now, I'm going to draw just a quick diagram that we draw this time of year. Uh, Some of you that have been coming for 13 years... To our men's round table, have drawn this for 13 years. Good for you. Let's draw it again. This is the gospel. The gospel can be understood by two simple parallel lines. Life is all about a holy God. We believe in a theocentric uh, lifestyle, not an anthropocentric. We believe that God is at the center, theocentric, and that not man, which would be anthropocentric. So life starts with a holy God. And God has created all he's created out of his love, the willingness to share. And so in his love, we are headed toward eternal life. Follow me and you will experience eternal life is what God said to Adam and Eve. And, And he says to all mankind, through hundreds of years, and he says that if you choose not to live in my love, then you will activate and kick in my justice, because I am just um, as loving as I am uh, loving, and I'm just as loving as I am just, that God is both loving and just. He loves us, but he also has standards. It's just like a referee. Uh, you can't play the game of football any way you choose. You play by the rules. And if you don't play by the rules, there'll be a whistle, um, a, a, a yellow flag. It's like, I don't know this where this comes from, but you just can't take off a guy's shoe and throw it down the field. I don't know where that came from. It just popped into my head. Um, you gotta play by the rules. So, God chooses to give us life, but something entered, and it was our self-will, and when that happens, that which is called sin, we drop down, and we're going to be penalized. And now we're headed toward what the Bible calls eternal death, separation, from God. And that's what Jesus experienced on our behalf. And so we're down here, we're down here. And now the objective is to get back up here. So I know what, you know, it is by the will of man that my daddy or a priest can say, I will that you be good. Doesn't work that way. No man's will can do that. Or how about I'll just take it upon myself and I will work really, really hard. And I'll work, and I'll work, but you can't get up there. How many, how many works do you have to do? How close can you get to that upper line? It won't happen. And then, of course, there's all kinds of different religions um, and philosophies, but you can't get up there. How are you going to, to somehow satisfy a holy God in his wrath because of your sin? How do you get from this line to that line? And there's only one way to do it—the bridge of Jesus. That's why Jesus is so important. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of chuckle, and it it breaks my heart when I hear, you know, I, I believe in God. I'm a good person. I, I I don't have anything against God. I have a relationship with God, but it's that Jesus thing that bothers me. Well, dude. It's a package deal. You can't have a relationship with God without Jesus. And so what we say here, and this is a little hard to see because I'm drawing over other parts of this, is we do a broken line up here, broken line, and we write faith on that broken line because it's a choice. It's by faith I put all of my faith all of my confidence in Jesus' ability to make me acceptable for God. Otherwise, I continue on my own down here. So it's a choice. At some point, I have to receive the gift. And just as as Joe and I were talking earlier during the movie clip, it's like, what do you say to a holy God that says, why should I allow you into my heaven? And what you say is, I am hopeless without a means to do that which I cannot do. And that means has been provided by you, God, and it's your son, Jesus. And I simply, as we do at Christmas, oftentimes give gifts. I receive the gift of Jesus. So want to just close our time in prayer, close our year, close our session, close out the wilderness series, and I would invite you to look at the rest of your notes. It kind of amplifies on what I've just uh, gone through in this diagram, but I would invite if you've never prayed this prayer to pray this prayer, and I would ask you you if you are praying this prayer today to really anchor in and solidify, maybe for the first time, Truly make this broken line a solid line that you're placing your faith. Send me an email. I'd love, love to hear from you. Send me an email. They're on the notes. Not hard to find my email. So let's close in prayer. Pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I now invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Guys, have a great Christmas season. headed into the new year. Again, we will not meet for the next two uh, Thursdays. Our uh, first uh, gathering will be the, let's uh, see, uh, do we meet? Is it just one week? I'm lost. Let's see. We meet the first Thursday of January, so I think that's like the 5th or something, something like that. Forget the, the exact date, but uh, we'll set January 7th. January 7th. Okay, yeah. So January the 7th will be the first time that we'll gather, and yes, we'll have a new series. Have a great holiday season. Take care.